Hey, hi, hello, my creepy lovelies. Welcome back to another What the Fuck Friday here at the Creepy Encrypted Crypt. I am your host, Black Widow, and I have uh, one update for you and two new stories, courtesy of uh, Dr. Manhattan, as he's the one who brought them to my attention. So, thank you, Dr. Manhattan. <clears throat> okay, so, starting with our Idaho case. Uh, the updates are minimal but interesting. So we all know that uh, Kohlberger's court date won't be until the summer, but now we also know that he had uh, an online history where he was like in a chat room or something or talking with people in Reddit chat rooms about having um, no remorse, some other mental health issues, um, such as like anxiety and depression. And after reading some of the additional reports it looks like he blamed some of those mental health issues on seeing what he called a s snow. Um, so you know like when you're looking at a TV and it's like static instead, but it's like a, like that snowy picture, kind of like, you know, oh, my brain just blinked. Anyway, it's like that snowy picture. Um, so he claimed that he, you know, something happened to him in the early 2000s and that since then he's been seeing this like staticky snow and it's been contributing to the depression and the anxiety and um, sure, you know, him not having any remorse. Um, so yeah, now people are going through any of his available online histories. They go far, they go further back than 2011, I think. Um, it's also come out and this is not just hang on, sorry. It's also come out that part of his classes in being a student of criminology may have allowed him to have access to some of the criminology labs at his school. Um, ew, gross, excuse me. And in one article, it was stated that he was enrolled in a class called Complex Social Interaction Lab, which would have had access to streams of surveillance cameras, crime scene footage, um, anything that was previously obtained by police departments because this lab works with police agencies and helps analyze investigations using the software that um, they train on. Uh, the university itself denies that Kohlberger or Kohlberg, whatever the fuck his name is, had access to it. Um, but <laughs> somebody at the university, so it's unclear whether it was a student or a professor, said that you can get in that lab without like an actual process and you know you can go in you can get out like it's real easy so even though he may not have had access it is possible that he got it which is kind of gnarly because it's like letting the fox in the hen house uh but again the university denies that he had access oh what okay um sorry uh, so those are all the updates I have on the Idaho case. Uh, he's due in court back in June, so we'll just kind of see what comes out up to that. Um, yeah, so now... Hang on. I'm <coughs> on my lunch break, so my work computer keeps sending me stuff. Uh, where are we? Because I, I forgot today was Thursday. I thought today was Wednesday. So I wrote the episode this morning before work. And then I was eating my mac and cheese. And I was like, oh, shit, it's Thursday. I have to record this episode today and edit it and put it out. So, sorry. 
Um, gonna be a little chaotic. Okay, so we've done our Idaho update. Now I'm gonna take us over to Massachusetts where we're gonna talk about a shitty human being called Brian Walsh. <clears throat> so in Massachusetts, there's this guy called Brian Walsh. He is currently being accused of murdering his wife on New Year's Day and disposing of her body in what was listed as rather gruesome uh, fashion. He appeared for the first time in court on Wednesday this week. Uh, I'm gonna hold this closer to my face because I'm standing. Ah, he... I need my phone to understand me better when I'm doing this voice to text, but now it's making me self-conscious on if you guys can even understand what the fuck I'm saying half the time. So, um, he is being held on charges of murder and illegally dissecting, moving, or uh, messing with a body. Uh, he's been in jail since January 8th. Um, <clears throat> he was originally arrested for giving the police false information about the whereabouts of his missing wife. <clears throat> Brian is 47. His wife, Anna, was 39. Um, he's pleaded not guilty to all charges and... Um, the prosecutor is saying that he killed his wife because he wanted to end their marriage. Um, and we'll get into why the prosecutor thinks that. So um, this couple has, where did it go? Chil three children. Um, and what's wild about it is that he was Googling all kinds of shit. So like, Googling about body decomp, dismemberment, how to get rid of human remains, uh, can you identify a body without teeth, uh, will, can you be arrested and charged with murder without a body? And he was doing all of these searches on his son's iPad. Which is just like, fucking just, ugh, people, people suck. Um, he also Googled the best state to divorce for a man. Uh, how long does DNA last? Uh, is a hacksaw the best tool to dismember? How to clean up blood from a wooden floor? And like, it's literally, when you look at the articles, his Google searches are outlining his fucking plan. Like, they're like, okay, uh, I'm gonna get fucked over in this divorce, so I'm just gonna take out my wife and we'll go from there. And I'm just gonna Google the steps because, yeah. I'm gonna do it on my son's iPad because... He's a child, and he's not gonna go looking for these things. Like, that's so fucking dumb. Like, it's a fucking miracle that I hope that he at least wipes the history, because I don't know how smart most small kids are now, but if I'm Googling, I just, like, sorry. My brains are, my brain is going a zillion miles per hour right now. I hope that that child did not inadvertently see or open any of those associated Google searches his dad was looking at because... That could have also been extremely fucking traumatizing. Um, <clears throat> so on top of that, he traveled. Uh, sorry, this part is also kind of crazy. Um, he traveled to different apartment complexes in different towns, and his phone data shows his whereabouts. And he was disposing of evidence in these dumpsters, in these different apartment complexes, in these different towns. And there's, so, sorry, I am exasperated by the audacity of this fucking man. Um, 
There are also surveillance videos from some of those complexes and they can see someone who fits his description disposing of trash bags in these dumpsters. Um, and unfortunately, they didn't recover all of the trash bags because a couple of them had already been sent to the trash plant before the police knew what was going on and they were incinerated. But they were able to track down some of them and one of which they tracked down was trash that was thrown away at his mom's house, which was about an hour drive north of his own house. And they ended up collecting at least 10 trash bags of evidence in total from the garbage station that didn't get incinerated, right? This is, this is really rough. So they, um, <clears throat> they found blood stains, a hacksaw, a hatchet, towels and rags, gloves, a heavily stained rug, a Tyvek suit, which is, you know, kind of like a, like a, when they're coming to, like an ET, when they're coming to quarantine you at the house, it's a hazmat suit. I don't know why I went with the ET thing, sorry. Um, they also found her COVID-19 vaccination card, her fancy purse, I think it was Prada, that she carried with her all the time, and a part of her necklace that she also wore often. Um, and the crime lab tested the bloody items in the bag and found the DNA from both Anna and Brian. And her DNA was found on some of the cleaning materials. And so when they got the search warrant to go search the home, they found bloodstains and a bloody knife in the basement. They also found her blood in his car. And someone had uh, stated that they saw a plastic liner in the trunk of his car. Um, sorry, that was really distracting. Um, Plastic liner, trunk of the car. Oh, but when they finally got to him and arrested him, like, the, the liner was gone, so they didn't get that. Um. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> he wanted to leave the marriage, and instead of filing for divorce, uh, because they shared a rather large real estate portfolio, I think it's something in the millions, he decided it would be easier to tell the police that she left for a work trip to Washington, D.C., and that, to just a reporter missing when she didn't come back. Um, and then, you know, he killed her. And then he's like, ah, right, okay, cool. Squared away, I've got my alibi, I've got my story. Well, there's no record of her taking that trip. And her phone continued to ping in the area around the house in the time frame that he told police that she was on her trip in Washington, D.C. Um... And, you know, of course, his defense attorney is like, oh, this evidence is super weak. Like, we're waiting to see what's going to be admitted in court. Like, they've got nothing. And I just, like, I don't think they have nothing, y'all. Like, this is a lot. The DNA is there. Like, the motive is there. What gets me the most fucked up about all of this is that he literally got to sign divorce papers. Could have been a fucking adult. Um, sorry, hang on. <coughs> um, he's got court next on February 9th, so we'll see how that pans out. Like I said earlier, he is pleading not guilty to all charges. Um, what also really fucks this up is that, you know, there's just this, there's this ongoing trend of people who instead of leaving their partnership or filing for divorce and following the appropriate rational steps like fucking normal human beings, they're just killing their partner, just fucking murdering their partners. And it is widespread right now. And I don't know why 
more newslets, newslets, news outlets are not talking about how often it is happening and the severity of ha how it's happening. We've got one story here, one story there, one story there, but nobody's talking about the overarching trend that is getting bigger. Like I talked about it last week. Like what the fuck? Somebody's got to fucking pay attention to this shit. I just. Mm. I also, I'm really upset about this particular case because now these three children who are between the ages of two and six don't have parents because he's a fucking asshole. And it's like, okay, thanks, dude. Great parenting. Great parenting. Way to think of your fucking children. It's just, it's fucking tragic. God. Um... <sighs> Deep breath. Okay, so I will continue to follow this case and provide updates. I, I'm not sure if we'll get anything until February 9th, but um, I'll keep you on the loop and we'll see um, if we can find anything else out. And we'll go from there. Uh, I have to take a big deep breath before we get into the next piece of news out of Pennsylvania because this one is also really gnarly and a spider just flew across my window. And that was slightly distracting, so give me like a whole hot second. Hang on. The state I live in is wild. Like the the wind gets really bad at my house sometimes. And you just see fucking spider webs flying away in the wind, and sometimes there's still a spider attached to them, which is incredibly terrifying. <sighs> okay, um story number two. We're in Pennsylvania, okay? Uh, police in Montgomery County, I think the town specifically was Jenkintown, uh, Pennsylvania, went to go conduct a welfare check on an elderly couple because, um, so the initial report I found said that the family member said that he hadn't heard from his parents in a while and he was worried, um, so they went, you know, cops went to go do a welfare check. They're like, hey, what's going on? But when, <sighs> sorry, this, I just like, <sighs> they went to go conduct a welfare check. When they got to the house, they um, definitely weren't expecting what they found. So uh, their daughter, the couple's daughter, who also lived in the house, um, opened the door and apparently when the cops asked where her parents were, she said they were dead. So um, somehow the cops were able to gain entry into the house um, where they found the bodies in the house. There were signs of extreme trauma to both parents. And so subsequently they arrested the daughter whose last name is Beck. Um, and then they continued the search of the home where they found the, um, where they found the rest of the bodies of her 73-year-old father and 72-year-old mother, um, along with a chainsaw, which was located next to, uh, some of the remains. Um, both bodies were in various stages of dismemberment. Um, they also recovered a number of firearms from the home. 
Uh, I just, uh, yeah. Um, the coroner said that the parents were killed by gunshot wounds to the head. Um, so she has been charged with two counts of first degree murder and two counts of third degree murder. So she's ineligible for bail. Uh, her first hearing is scheduled for February 1st. She's being held at a correctional facility. Um, it doesn't currently sound like they have any motive, but remember earlier when I said uh, a family member called because he thought he hadn't heard from his parents in a while and needed a welfare check? Um, turns out it was her brother who called 911. So in another report, what they said happened was that he went to go visit his parents. His parents and his sister, they were all cohabitating together, and he didn't see his parents, and so he asked his sister, like, hey, how are things? What's going on? Da -da -da -da. And she said, oh, you know, things are bad. And then he, um, he found one of the bodies under a blanket, probably before she started to dismember them. And he said, hey, I have to go. I forgot something. And he just got the fuck out of there, got back to his house, and then called 911 um, and said, where? But the other report said, well, for a check. But now I wonder if he had actually said, hey, my sister's in there. Uh, my parents are dead. It doesn't look good. Send somebody over there. Um, he he thinks that because he had been texting his parents back and forth a few weeks before all this unfolded, so he thinks that it was actually her responding to the messages. Um, so that's really fucking scary. <sighs> okay. Um, they found other parts of her parents that had already been removed from the bodies in trash bags in two separate trash cans. Um, so like if he hadn't, I don't know how far away he lives, but I'm just, I'm glad that the police got there when they did and they got her in the middle of all that. So um, it's pretty fucking clear what was going on, at least from the dismemberment part. Uh, that's kind of all the information that we have right now, <clears throat> but that makes sense. It's in, you know, it's an open investigation. Uh, I think that she'll be that February first is going to be that arraignment where she where she will enter a plea. Um, it's just kind of fucking wild to me. Like you're, it's a big what the fuck for me. You're cohabitating with your parents, or your parents are cohabitating with you. And, you know, like, uh, you just murder them. I don't know why you didn't just, you know, move out or leave or take a break or any of those other really good options. Um, like I said, there's like, there's no motive that's listed in any of the articles, at least as of right now, which is 1230 uh, Mountain Time on Thursday. So, uh... It's possible that she had mental health issues. There wasn't anything about that either. Um, but that's all I've got. It's a big what the fuck. We'll, I will keep you in the loop as details come out. Uh, yeah. So, that's those are our two stories and our one update. <coughs> um, everybody be vigilant. Stay safe. Uh, be smart. And yeah, that's really all I have to offer you here. Oh!
I have my own personal story time, which doesn't, um, doesn't have anything to do with murder, thankfully, but it's just like a safety PSA. So I, I am one of those really blessed people, so I get to work from home, right? And so yesterday, I was on my lunch break, and I was gonna um, go pick up some dog poop in the front yard because my backyard is a hot mess from one of the rainstorms that I got here in my state. And so my larger dog, Rex, does not go in the backyard because he loves mud, and it's a whole thing. Um, so I was about to go out my front door to go clean up the dog poop on my front rock, because it's not grass, can't call them. <coughs> and there's a teenager standing at my front door. Scared the fuck out of me. I was not ready. Didn't hear him knock. Didn't hear shit. Dogs didn't hear him because the dogs were in the backyard. And I opened the front door, and after I said, dude, you scared the fuck out of me. And then he apologized, and I said, hey, you know, what's going on? He's like, hey, um, can I use your bathroom? And I said, no, but there's a porta potty right there, and it gets cleaned every three days. And then I closed the door alarm, and I locked it. Um, don't let people in your house you don't know. I am thankfully one of those people who is a big right-to-bear-arms person. So I am prepared, but I have to go... I'm prepared. Let me put it that way. Uh, there's also a vast number of other self-defensey things in my house. Um, I don't know where he went after that. Uh, don't know if he used a porta potty. I do know he didn't come back to the house. I know he didn't try to get back into my house. Um, there is a <coughs> well. I think he's well known. There's a well-known self-defense, home defense TikToker who says if they come for you during the day, they're coming to steal your shit. But if they're coming for you, they're coming to your house at night. They're coming for you. So. Just be smart. Don't let people in your house, even if it's to pee. Uh, you don't know who they are. You don't know what they want. You don't know their intention. You don't know if there's another person around the corner waiting for you to open that door and stay longer than two seconds so they can barge into your house. Um, so yeah, just be safe, be smart. Go talk to your neighbors. Make friends with your neighbors. Tell them these things you experience. So I went and talked to my, my good old neighbor over there, uh, and I was like, hey man, this happened yesterday, keep an eye out. He's like, oh shoot, okay, good to know. I guess, you know, a couple months ago, somebody was trying to case their house. And he was like, yeah, they, first they said they were solar, and then they said they were like doing a survey, and then they were like, oh, I hear you have birds, like I can, I can watch your birds. And he was like, no, get the fuck out of here. So make friends with your neighbors, stay safe. Keep self-defense equipment in your house, depending on what's legal in your state. If you have few options because you live in California, get really good security systems. Know how to use the security systems. Know that your backslider door can be popped off from the other direction. Go look at good locks for that. If you have questions about that and are concerned about that, and you know me personally, message me. If you don't know me personally, message me on Instagram. I will tell you what locks I'm talking about um, <clears throat> and what they look like and where to get them. So, long what the fuck Friday, but now we are all more informed and hopefully going into a safer weekend because of that. And I have 28 minutes lunch, lunch left on my lunch break, so I am going to go eat a Twix and maybe make some coffee, even though I'm not supposed to, because it's the middle of the day, and then go back to work. So, there you have it. What the fuck Friday? I am your host, 
the I was going to say effervescent, but I don't know if that's appropriate. Anyway, I'm Black Widow. You guys know what's up. Uh, I will talk to y'all on Wednesday. Okay, goodbye.